Good hello and welcome to Viv and Miles's Infinite Watchlist Horror Top 100. Yes. All in one. Go. You see. Um, I'm Miles. Hey. Hey, and I'm Viv. Hello. Oh, hey. And we're we're having a little drink this time, this episode. Yes. I've uh, I've just sorted my rim. And so yeah. I'm ready. With a mojito. Yeah, I don't. I think with mojito, you might have wanted to sugar your rim. Yeah, why didn't you say that beforehand? Because I, I thought you said you were going to sugar your rim and then you came no, back I with a salted it. rim. It's a weird combo. Because a salty, a salty rim is good for a margarita, not a mojito. Yeah, I realize that now, but it's okay. You need the, you need the sweetness for the mojito. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <clears throat> it's a burst either way. It's a... Uh, is something. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so we're back, back, back again with a new episode. Yes. yes. And this episode, we're discussing the 2000 film Final Destination. That's <laughs> another, another first in what became a big franchise. franchise. Mm-hmm. That I had heard of this one. Oh, okay, good. I'd heard, heard of, of it. I've never right? engaged with it, but I certainly have heard of it. <laughs> but you heard of it. And, and that's always a have, plus. We might have said this the other day that I watched like 15 minutes of the full film because it's called The Final Destination. And I thought it was that one until I said to you, why is there all this motor racing? And you were like, girl, you no, crazy. You didn't say, no, you didn't say anything about it. You just randomly started sending me messages about motor racing and i was like okay why huh but it was and, uh, it wouldn't have and been then you're like, you that, do they call that in, they call it that in america or do they call it something else but it's the racing you know and i was like no i know what you're talking about i'm just <laughs> not sure why you're talking about it and that's when we figured out that you had got wow. made a, a wrong turn somewhere in my it, humble opinion um, and this is only a humble one. I do not think it is very inventive to call the fourth film in a franchise the final destination. I do agree. I, I think and that especially is especially uh, if it's not even silly. the last one. Because there's one after that. So or maybe two. So surely the final it's, destination should be the last bizarre. one. Yeah. So it is stupid. quite bizarre. For sure. Anyway, let's focus on the for first sure. one. Let's so yes, this is this is the first one. Yes. Do you want to kick us off? Set us up? Set it up? Yeah, I can set it up. So um, just to set up the film, it's about um, a group of teens who are going on their senior class trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. And during boarding of the plane, one of them has a vision of the plane exploding. So he freaks out and uh, you know, a group of them get kicked out and his vision does come true. So the film poses the question, what happens when you cheat death? And if if you were supposed to die, then how does that disturb the equilibrium, the equilibrium right? And how death will come for you then? Not a fancy word I just used right there. Oh, very fancy. That's what very Salt fancy. Rum will do for you. Yes. So um 
that yes, is that's... the gist the gist of the film yeah and um the film was directed and written by James Wong whom I adore because he was one of my favorite writers from the X-Files and oh. literally all my pretty much most of my favorite X-Files episodes were written by James Wong and um and uh um Glenn Morgan I just blanked on his partner's name <laughs> but um so he wrote for the X-Files for many years um in this film actually originally was supposed to be an X-Files episode a really title yeah it was it was a, it, when he came up with the concept he wanted to write it as an X-Files episode and the title the original working title was flight 180 um and then i guess his vision got bigger and it wouldn't fit into an hour episodic tv show and so he okay. eventually then um wrote it as a film um That's made cool. it big so yeah so it was it, it was wow. very 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 um almost yeah became an x-files episode i mean and and the way that is um it plays out it would fit perfectly with the style of an x-files episode for sure yeah yeah so interesting yeah wow so yeah well the action starts in new york and mm-hmm. Alex is 17, going on 18. <laughs> and they're seniors in high school. This is like their graduation senior trip yeah, to Paris. Very fancy. He's getting ready to head off to France. And his dad's like, oh, you're going for 10 days. It's like the start of your life. It's all very exciting. But from the start, Alex is panicky. He's Everything's bothering him. He's very... You can tell he's anxious. He's got those sort of creepy things in his bedroom, all those like models. They're also like voodoo dolls, so they're strange. Yeah, they were like of... like skulls and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. There's just there's a lot of like he's twitchy, like yeah, like premonitions of of things. Well, he's also the and come. I I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I'm quite nervous before a flight. I'm actually no. When I say I'm nowhere near as bad as I, I used to be, awful. I'm much better, much better now. Which I'm glad I didn't see this film before I flew to Portugal yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I'm I think pleased. it's a good thing that it it worked out the way yeah. it did. I would not have wanted to, but it's the things like uh, his mum goes to rip off the luggage tag from a previous flight, and he's like, "But hang on, that was on there when I was safe, so you need to keep it." You know, like these things you cling on to, right. anxious omens and little, you know, little things, and yeah, yeah. a lot of paranoia. And, and- and throughout the film, there's a lot of those little things. Like even when he is in the airport and he's checking in, he sees like the I think it's the luggage before him that has a lock, and the numbers are set to six six six. You know, and then when they put the tag on the luggage and it says final destination, they, there's a close above it. Like there's just a yeah. lot of little and things his alarm that start clock. making you uneasy. His alarm his clock. Alarm clock goes mm-hmm. from like one one. Oh eight no, yeah one yeah, oh, one eighty no the one goes the to, one o'clock right. turns into one eighty into one eighty which is a running theme through the film the the number one eighty yes yeah so there's a lot it makes you feel kind of uneasy and then even then so when he gets to the airport as well and all his friends are there there's lots of like 
there's things like someone's reading a report about Princess Diana dying in a car crash in mm-hmm. France, in mm-hmm. Paris as well, where they're going. Mm-hmm. There's there's mm-hmm. John Denver playing, who died in a plane crash. Which, there's... again, throughout the film, that is mm-hmm. a big omen. We hear Rocky Mountain High throughout the film before every yeah. single death. Um, yeah. And later she literally puts the record on, doesn't she? Uh-huh. Yeah, like it happens before every single death. At some point we hear Rocky Mountain High in some form or, or another. That's very macabre. Well, I think it's it's also if you if you know James Wan's work in, in the in the X Files, um, he's very good at that kind of stuff of like hiding a ton of little things that end up making a thread throughout an episode. Easter eggs. Yeah. And as always, with a lot of our films, this pathetic fallacy, the thunder and lightnings go. I mean, you never want to see thunder and lightning before a flight, to be fair. Right. That's not. That's not yeah, that would put anyone. Um, yeah, you don't want to. In, in, a, in a weird um, feeling. The worst situation. I've been. Well, this was when we went to visit Marnie, my sister, in Nepal. We went out to, we went from Kathmandu to way out in Nepal. And then we were supposed to get a little flight back, which was making me very nervous. And mm-hmm. then it kept being delayed. And then the weather was bad. And I was like, oh. <laughs> we subsequently had a nine-hour taxi ride through Nepal. It was bizarre. Mm. I can't actually That's be that. Rough. That, was, that was something else. But yeah, yeah. That, airports can be an anxious place anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think even the best of flyers, like I, I'm a pretty good flyer, but... I would be lying if I didn't say that the, the reality of how helpless you are on an airplane doesn't strike me every time I sit inside an airplane, right? Yeah, exactly. Because your life is literally in somebody else's hands and so many things could go wrong, right? You're like well, also, you, up in the air the on a gigantic that, thing, you know? Well, the fact that they start the flight by telling you what to do if there's an emergency, whereas when you get in your car every day, you don't have someone going, so if this happens, this, 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 this or right. automatically you're like, uh, and then as we're about to get to, the last thing you want if you're on a flight is for someone to be making a scene and making you feel even more mm-hmm. anxious mm-hmm. than you already are. Right. Well, Which is what we see, right? Like he, he all of a sudden gets this kind of premonition mm-hmm. and he starts Flipping out inside the airplane and saying, well, he "We need to get off." Right? Where the whole thing well, explodes. we don't know that when the the first part is happening, right? We see yeah. him flick flip out, and and say, you know, like, right, like, no, yeah, we ha- he has a nightmare before they board yeah. about the the plane exploding. Well, he has it on the plane. He's oh, he was on the plane, plane already. Yeah. You're right. Yes, yeah. he's asleep on the plane. Because before that, as he's getting on. Another thing he says is there's a crying baby and then there's a man, a disabled man at the front and all these things. And they keep saying, they say, oh, my God, well, we're, we're going to be extra safe because who, you know, what God would let mm-hmm. this happen to, you know, all these vulnerable people. And it's but even right. more, there's uh, constant references and clues. And, right. Yeah. And then, and of course, when he, when we see the vision, I don't know yet at this stage, we didn't know that he's having a nightmare. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, this has escalated already. I was like, oh my God, because it's right. pretty brutal. It's like a full on, 
right we see we see the explosion first and then and then he wakes up and is yeah having a panic um Mm -hmm. and 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 saying we need to get off this plane and so the the air stewardess come out and and they're like you need to take your seat and he's refusing and and then this other guy carter who's a dick throughout the film starts Mm -hmm. getting into it so they end up getting so he gets kicked out his friend Todd um, and his brother are there. So they've grounded um, the plane, obviously, because right, they and they're to... all they haven't, yeah, they haven't taken off yet when this is happening. So right. they, oh, I thought they they taken off and had to come back down again. Oh, no, okay, no, no, they hadn't, off. they hadn't taken off. Um, right, and um, so George, who's Todd's brother, says, "You go out with him, and I'll stay in the plane." And so Todd and um and dick wad gets kicked out and and of course alex gets gets kicked out and then the teachers actually end up going out with him and dick wad's girlfriend terry also goes out with them and then and then we see this other girl who's really not part of their clique but something tells her to get up and walk out yeah, with him, she too. Yeah, she has an instinct. I mean... She also has a feeling, right? I don't blame her. Someone... I know when she's... Yeah. He's saying the plane is going to explode. We need to get out. She has her own feeling and she gets up and goes, even though she was not really part of that group. Yeah. Um. So so that's when, like, they get off and then they're, they're like, we, we got to take off and you guys are still not allowed because the boys are fighting and... Yeah, and so course. the two yeah. teachers, which is horrible, the two teachers are, um, one of them has to get on the plane and then the other guys are like, you can get, you guys, when you calm down and we figure it out, you can take a later flight, right? So mm-hmm. Mrs. Uh, Luton tells the other teacher, you know French, go with them and I'll get on the later flight, oh, yeah, because right? Because he's doing, he's trying to encourage them all to speak French the whole way. Right, like he's a French airport, teacher so. and and so he ends up getting back on the plane, but the rest of them are grounded. And yeah. and also and, Billy, who is Stifler from American Pie. Oh, yes. Sean and Billy stuff. also is in that mix. I, um, I spent a good five minutes being like, is that Stifler? I can see right it, is. Like, oh, it, it is. It is. I think like this you might said, be one of the first things he did that made this, him famous. This, this era, he was in everything. Well, there was like Road Trip and all the American Pies. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know who played Stifler's mother, don't we? <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, the wonderful <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. That's the only real reason to watch that movie. I mean, there's some, yeah. And Eugene Levy, you love him as well. And I do love Eugene Levy. I, 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 and Natasha Leone is in, and I love her too, but mm-hmm. it's not my humor, that movie, I have to say. It's not. No, it was very much of that era, wasn't it? It was just. Very... Yeah, it's I remember just not... it being. It's not yeah. my type of humor. Um, I will say it's not even the the grossness and the masturbation and all because I love Super Bad, which is also incredibly gross and boys being disgusting. Yeah, it's just I American Pie just doesn't do it for me. Did it put you off the pie? I've never liked <laughs> apple pie, so it, it with it whatever happens Sorry? to the apple pie, I don't what? like apple pie. If what? I had a choice of pie, apple would be literally my last option. Oh, that I would pick. Yeah. I'd much Gosh. rather have coconut pie or cherry pie or rhubarb pie, which unfortunately we don't get a lot of rhubarb pie here. How about blueberry? Blueberry. <laughs> I love blueberry pie and 
blackberry pie. I mean, there's so many other pies that I would rather have than apple. <laughs> to our listener who's tuned in right now, this has become the cooking channel. We're about this to... is now a Bake Off, uh, a Bake Off podcast. Yes, we're going to compare profiteroles in a minute. Yes, but anyway, <laughs> just to to move it along, they're all arguing about pies. Oh, Stifler. Okay, back okay, on the movie. Back. Yeah. They're all arguing when the plane is taking off and they're like really annoyed and they're like, well, there they go, you know, and all of a sudden the plane, we see the plane take off and And halfway through the takeoff, boom, the whole thing explodes. And of course they're all in shock that it actually happened, Mm -hmm. which then creates a bigger issue for our Alex yeah, um, because... in that, how did you know this was going to happen? Yeah, did you plant a bomb on the plane, right? I know. Well, poor Alex the whole time was just constantly warning people and constantly getting grief for it and blamed for it. Right. Which is what would happen, right? If somebody all of a sudden said, I had a vision, nobody's going to believe that. No. You know, so it, it's it's fairly realistic in that there's no reason police wouldn't suspect the person that's saying there's it's going to explode yeah. had something to do with it exploding yeah yeah of course. You know? yeah exactly yeah so that's the whole the big opening that's side the, of things. The, what starts everything right and then we kind of skip forward and he's at home obviously a horrible thing to go through knowing that all those people you're with right. have died and also that could have been right. you and the whole thing and he can see on the news, they say that the debris of the plane has been found in Long Island and that there are no known survivors. So it's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's like a really awful. Right. And they're still all in shock, right? Like they, this, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, no, I can't imagine being even at the airport seeing that happen, no. how traumatic it would be. But having been on that plane and knowing so many people on that plane, how horribly traumatic you know this they were all just shell-shocked of course so then there's like um 38 days since 39 passengers died they have a big tribute at the school with like a statue and oh they've all got roses but but before we before just a tiny little thing that happens that gives us a little uneasy feeling is that we see his dad is asleep. He's watching the news where they say all, all the stuff you, you mentioned. And there's mm. thunder and lightning outside. And, and he Again. walks to the window. And he just, you can see him getting like, just like feeling scared. And all of a sudden we see a lightning ball that hits like right in front of his house. Which is incredibly unusual because it doesn't even hit a tree. It just hits the pavement in front of him. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's another big premonition of like that's not normal. No, exactly. Right. A lot of things are not yes. normal right now. Yeah, and then yeah. yes, continue yeah. with the tribute. Yeah. Well, and they <laughs> with the tribute, <laughs> like I'm going to give the tribute now. Right. As you're all gathered here today, but yeah, and they've <laughs> also the survivors. You'd think automatically they'd all be so grateful to Alex because if it wasn't for him they would have also still been on the plane but yeah the reaction's not quite they're all giving different reactions but right here's still I think this feeling that he had something to do yeah with the plane exploding which is why everybody's being so mean to him and yeah so Todd who's like his 
best friend isn't allowed to talk to him because his dad is suspicious. Well, his uh, brother died on the plane. Well, so, so yeah, yeah. So so he tells yeah, him, you know, deal, yeah. right? Dad can't handle me hanging out with you right now. And Carter just is always horrible to him. All Carter's the time. just a huge dick. He even says, he's "I'm a, never going to die." At one point, he's literally. He's like, a oh, really good-looking guy, but he's a huge dick. Yeah, he also says, "Don't I don't owe you anything." And Alice right. is like, "Okay, sure." Right, and and even the teacher means you yeah. was like, "Kara, I can't talk to you right now." She's like, "I can't, you know, just stay away from me." Yeah, and but Billy then, says, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, well, I was just gonna say that Billy tells him that he's just passed his driving test, but then the instructor, <laughs> for some reason, said to him, "Oh, you're gonna die young." And he's like, "Um, that was an eerie thing to hear." Right, and, and he strange. walks in, he's like, like he's treating him like he's a. A, a medium or, or a prophet or something is that yeah, true yeah. and he's like just yeah. don't just get away from me yeah don't go there um oh. and um and then and then we get finally lovely clear who comes in and it's actually nice to him and gives him a rose and says thank you yeah. you know i'm alive because of you well, yeah yeah she's the only one who actually sees so the i'm truth. like yes bitch correct you teach all the other assholes mm -hmm. that they should be grateful. They would all be dead. I mean, granted, they don't know there's, they're going to be dead regardless, but they don't know that yet, right? They don't know that yet. It's clear. I've not heard clear as a name before. Me neither. I, I kept, I kept wondering, is their name Claire? And they're just saying it with a weird yeah, accent. Claire. But then I, when you see it written, it's, it's actually yeah, clear. clear. And her name, actually, I found is out. So yeah, her name is Clear Rivers, okay. <laughs> and the name comes from James Wong's and Glenn Morgan's assistant. Her name oh. was Clear, and that's where they got the name for her character. That's cute. And then the surname came from from somebody else, but they the name Clear was is the name of their assistant. And then this is very interesting because there's another. A very interesting thing with all of the characters' names. I think I and know this what is it is. That they're all horror directors. Yeah, well, I had a fit when I kept hearing Hitchcock, I was like, hang on. Something's... Yeah, so all of them, I can tell you, uh, and this is why I love James Wong, because he all his X Files episodes have so many Easter eggs that you can watch them a hundred times and still mm -hmm. find stuff. I mean, this is very typical of him. That's what he likes. So um, most of the characters are named after stars or filmmakers from um, old horror movies. So Terry's name, that's uh, Dickhead's girlfriend. Her name is Terry Chaney. Last name Chaney, as in Long Chaney. Famous horror film actor. Mm -hmm. Todd's name, last name is Wagner. After director George Wagner. Mm -hmm. Alex's last name is Browning after director Todd Browning, which you know very well from Freaks and Dracula. Yes. Um, Larry's last name is Marno, which um, is after director F.W. Marno, who directed Nosferatu. Mm. Um, and then we have Agent Shrek is one of the policemen and is named after Max Shrek, who plays Nosferatu in Nosferatu. Oh. And we have Blake Dreyer after Carl Theodore Dreyer, who directed Vampire, which is a vampire movie from 1932. 
Um, Howard Siegel is named after director Don Siegel, who directed Dirty Harry. And then Billy Hitchcock, after, of course, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, And then Valerie Luton, the teacher, is named after horror film producer Val Luton. Mm, Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) How great is that, though? Like, it's just... I, I, you know, one day I will make you watch The X-Files and I'll, I'll, I'll pick specific episodes, but. Jillian, um, that's about the only reason. Oh, Jillian and Duchovny, who is delicious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm -hmm. but this is very much um, what makes him a great um, director and writer because his X-Files episodes are just chock full of this, this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot going on there. All right, now you talk. Um, I just, I just exhausted myself talking about all those. Oh, you passionate girls! Good. I got the vapors. Take a sip of that of that drink right there. I need a nice cold Coca Cola to refresh me. (laughs) So Alex is becoming obsessed, and he's convinced that you know he understands there must be something going on here that he is seeing these things. And he's studying all these like air crash aircraft books. Oh, actually, we forgot to mention that right at the beginning, um, before we anything starts, there's all this like ominous zooming in of history books of France, and there's all this screaming. Yes. We forgot to mention that. Yes, that was right right at the beginning. I forgot about That's that. That's true. Yeah, like and over the credits. Point, yeah. This has to be, there's got to be a reference here, I'm sure, that out of nowhere an owl appears at his window. It suddenly becomes Harry Potter. An owl, an owl, which, you know, in a lot of mythology, an owl is an omen of death, you know. So definitely the owl is very symbolic of, of doom approaching. Because I wasn't no, sure I love owls, owls. I would love owls an owl to appear. Owls around suburbia in New York. I was like, that seems... Right. It's not a place <laughs> where you would just expect an owl to pop up. Over not usually i was a bit like oh (laughs) but yeah it's obviously symbolic so we're now coming up to the i really really disliked this whole bit poor todd isn't for much i know know, like the i i know that the deaths were going to be um challenging for you because they're they're Mm -hmm. pretty elaborate no one just dies by like a gunshot it's very very elaborate deaths it's horrible very creative deaths. Todd, Todd has a lot of connections to toilets because at the beginning at the airport he insists that him and Alex oh, need to true. it's very graphic he's like we need to take a you know we need to right. go to the you can't go number two in the airplane because that's just not done and... yeah and we you know the girls might walk in after us and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then he's now sitting on the toilet again when this correct i mean is it water dripping out it looks for it, it looks is it's like the the little you know uh water whatever I, you call that grater for the like where you you know turn the water off for the toilet it yeah. starts dripping water and we see this water just slowly this puddle starts traveling through the bathroom yes and we're like is he going to just slip is it is it you know and it's hit not, his head like what's going to happen right no not as simple as that unfortunately no none of them are as simple as that which is what mm. i love is the first time you see the film 
is every death you you feel oh this is what will happen and then it's not that and then you're like oh no it's going to be this and then it's not that and then it's like five guesses yeah forward is when it finally happens we also forgot to mention that when the owl appears so does a bit of paper saying Mm -hmm. says todd yeah which I, I read and i don't know german um but i read that his name todd is spelled with one d instead of the traditional two d's, two d's. and i i read in one of the stuff i found online that todd with one d in german means death so if anybody oh, wow. speaks german that wants to corroborate or um completely debunk that i'm happy to hear it then write in yes Please do mess- message us about that. Yes. I could do a little <laughs> Italian and a lot of Spanish, but not German. No. That's acceptable. You're doing a lot already. That's fine. Oh. So you, do you want to explain his horrible death? Because I don't think I can bear it. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. So um, so we see we're following the water, getting closer to him. And we're like, okay, how is he going to die? And he's now by the mirror and he grabs his um, racer and he starts shaving and he cuts his neck Which... pretty badly. Just a little little interruption. Yeah. Why is he shaving like that? There was no foam, no, no hot foam. Water. Like, why Nothing. would you just put a blunt blade on your skin like that? That's just not. That's not good, is it? No, but I will say, as a lady who sometimes has very little time, I have shaved my legs. Like I have raw dogged it like that, and it's it's very painful. Yeah. But this but this I, dude this dude had. Not even a shadow. He, he, he had not... nowhere to be. I don't know why he didn't take some There was time. absolutely no necessity. Yeah. I'm so. It has been many years, apart from when I'm in Panto, that I wet shave anymore. I'm all about the old electric razor. The stubble mm-hmm. stays for quite a while because that's just... Oh. It's painful, yeah. yeah. It's so... painful and it's constant. You barely mm-hmm. do it. And... Oh, anyway, I don't know why we got... It's the mojitos talking now. I know you, you, you got very, on. very passionate about that dry shave. Well, because it's um, horrible. It's such a horrible, like. No, it is. And you're right. Like, why wouldn't he put something? But the cut yeah. definitely stops him because he kind of stops and goes, like, okay, that was a mistake. And we still <laughs> see the water getting, like, inching towards him. And then he reaches, there's a little boom box, and he reaches for the plug. And we're like, ah, here we go. So it wasn't yeah. the razor that killed him. It, he's going to get electrocuted. But he plugs it and everything's fine. Yes. And then he starts, you know, trimming his nose hairs, I guess, as one mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And then things start happening that get very convoluted. And he slips and then he gets tangled in this wire. And he stumbles onto the bathtub. And now he's choking because the wire is tangled around his neck. And he's trying to pull it off, but something keeps pulling it up. So he basically, you know, gets strangled by this wire. Horrible. And the moment he dies, we see the water reverse and yeah. disappear, right? So there's no, um, nothing, evidence. no evidence except this kid who looks, so looks like, like he, he did this himself. on purpose, right? Looks like and then Alex Alex got the feeling when obviously he saw the owl and Todd's name mm-hmm. so Alex just has been run, like coming to Todd's house just to make Jesse's sure he's okay. okay right 
And when he gets there, the police are there, the coroner's there, and Clear is there as well. And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, why is she here? Mm -hmm. And so we find out, like he finds he finds out, because we already know, but he finds out what happened to Todd and he's incredibly distraught, distraught. And he tells yeah. he he's like very adamant telling Todd's dad he didn't do this on purpose. I know he wouldn't do this. We made plans to go on a road trip. Why would you make plans if you're planning on ending your life? Right? Like he's just yeah. trying to get he this knows. message to his dad, right? And his dad is just he can't hear it. Which yeah, fair enough. I mean, anyway. in in a, in less than twenty four hours, he's like I mean, less than a month, maybe he's lost his two sons, right? Yeah. So he's not yeah. able to, uh, you know, give him any. No, well, he didn't like him anyway. So yeah, no. exactly. So now we know something is going on, and so does Alex, and so does Clear, right? Because they're like, yeah. This is too much of a coincidence that yeah, yeah. we survived this plane crash and now Todd is gone. What yeah, is happening? I think um, this should is we the perfect time? For... Oh, oh, you see, oh. we have the oh. same connection that Clear and Alex do. We do. Yes. It's I can see clearly now. The rain. I is can gone. see clearly. Lorraine is gone. Uh, Lorraine. Oh, I hope Lorraine's listening. Hey, I Lorraine, hope Lorraine is never are... gone. Yes. We don't hey, give Lorraine her a shout or... out, actually. Well, we can give we Rachel a shout out. And if Lorraine is not listening, then Rachel can pass on our shout out to Lorraine, who is Rachel's oh. beautiful and wonderful mother. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Icon. Icon. Gay icon, for sure. 100%. I've always said that. Always. She's gay and non gay. She's just an icon, period. Just icon. Yeah. Period. She's also probably going to be Full like, why is that? Can they stop talking about me now, please? <laughs> yes, full stop, as the British would say. As, I'm not uh, sure Mahita Rachel. is a good idea before the podcast. I'm as, still as aware Rachel has, come out. Speaking of Rachel, um, I remember one time we were at yours, and uh, I think Maria used the expression that I just used and said, period. And yeah. Rachel turned to her and said, even Viviana will say full stop. So I think that's a good time for a full stop. And in full stop, we will be back. We'll be back. Bye-bye. And we're back. Hey. Our, uh, final destination. Final D. Destination final, to say it in Spanish. Six. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't absolutely. that sound exotic? It does. Yes. I like it. That was part of um, my friend. Well, you know, Vanessa, who used to be on this podcast, and I used to love to see the, the the weird sometimes the translations to films titles were like the same. Like Final Destination would be Destinación Final, which means the same thing. But like there would be movies where, um, um, like Sixteen Candles, the title in Spanish was Looking for a Boyfriend. <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything, but anyway. Well, I my friend Claudia during lockdown, one of her quizzes was saying uh, a title in Spanish, and we had to guess what film it was. Which is so much fun. I wish you so much fun. Can you get that from her and then do it with me? I could try. Yeah. See if she we still has. Get her to... I'd love her to be on a podcast, but she yes. is not. She's not nocturnal at all, so that oh. would be tricky. 
with Astro yes. Data. I mean, we have quite a few Spanish language films coming up. That oh. would be fun if she would join us for one of the Spanish ones. Oh, I can try. I can Ask try. Her. She can she can tell you about the flower in her bottom. Oh. Well, I don't Have know if got... I want to hear about that, but you know. Oh, okay. We've got time. It only takes me. It's the funniest. There was this is a long time ago at work. I nearly knocked myself out with an ironing board. I don't yes, know. Do. I can't remember. <laughs> I was like springing it out. <laughs> and she said, Oh wow, you have a flower in your bottom. And I was like, did she, you know, did, did someone just say what I think she said? So I thought she said, I, I was like, okay. And then I went, no, what do you mean? And she said, it means you're lucky. And I went, what? And so oh. apparently in Spain, if you have a flower in your bottom, it means you're lucky. Is it a, a, a literal flower? Like, what? Yeah. how did you have a flower in your bottom? Well, I no, well, meaning that you got lucky. lucky that it didn't hit you. It didn't hit me. Yeah. So I had a flower in my oh. bottom. Yeah. I've oh, never she, heard that expression. She has many, I many, many. But don't is forget, she from, she is she's from, from Spain. Yeah, from Girona. Yeah. And in there's this Catalan tradition at Christmas with nativity sets where they have someone called the crapper. This is true. Look it up, people. Where this little character is taking a well, I don't like to keep being so laboratorial in this podcast, but he's <laughs> I don't even know how to describe what I'm trying to say. Lavatorial <laughs> is my new favorite word, by the way. Well, yes. He's doing something in the crib, which we would certainly not expect. I mean, he's but... called a crapper, so we can all guess what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I did already say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we have, actually, we have a, a couple of movies coming up that are Spanish, but one in particular mm-hmm. is from Spain. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can coordinate. I will try my best. Would right? love that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, to final I destination. Absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So please. So basically, now Todd is gone. Right. I remember now. And yes. they're, they're Alex and Clear are thinking something is definitely going on here. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. there's also they're feeling this weirdness because Alex is like, why are you here? And she's like, well, why are you here? Yeah. Did you know if this was going to happen? And he's like, well, no, I didn't. I just had a feeling. She's like, well, I somehow can feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so they realize they have this weird connection now. Yes. And so, I'm sorry. So they decide the to page, go to which the, is very loudly. Um, to the, the morgue, the undertakers, I guess, whichever one. Right, they break into the into the it's 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 a funeral parlor you know because you see all the caskets and stuff well the first bit is but the, the bit they go into doesn't seem like a funeral parlor. Well, but that's me, but that's what happens in a funeral parlor they, they prepare the dead body for the viewing mm. so um and mm. out comes talk speaking of icons out comes the mortician played by horror god and icon mr oh. tony todd who you will get to know intimately when we get to Candyman. Okay. He is the original, the only, sorry, Jordan Peele, but the only Candyman. Um, okay. So he's in tons of horror movies. Anybody that loves horror knows Tony Todd. Um, and he comes out and he's the, he's the, he's the he's mortician. Creepy. Super creepy. Um, and then he gives us kind of a whole spiel. But he's dressed as like a policeman. 
No, he just has a, the thing because he's going to, you know, prepare the body, which means taking out all the insides and the blood. And, no, oh, God, you know, that's no, but what he's wearing like see. a blue. He looks like a policeman to me. No, he's just wearing the blue smock to not get blood on his clothes. Um, he's wearing like a shirt tucked into trousers. Yeah, he was the, the mortician. I promise you. No, that's I what know he was what he doing. was, but I'm saying he looked like a policeman. Um, so he was doing, he, he kind of gives us the whole exposition of, you know, saying you, you can't cheat death. Death has a uh, design and we're all here according to death's design. And we're just, you know, we're just basically at her mercy. And if, if you cheat death, she'll find a way. Right. And he kind of just gives us the explanation for what's happening pretty much. Right. And he says there's only, you know, so so many times you can you can get away with it, basically. And that kind of explains to them why this is happening. Um, and then he says the best line in the whole movie, which is, you know, they're like, We're sorry, we broke into your funeral home. And he's like, eh, you know, no harm, no foul, it's fine. And then he goes, I'll see you soon to them. So there's a theory amongst Final Destination fans, viewers, that this character is supposed to be somehow connected with death, which is why he knows so much about this whole design and plan. Right. So there's been a lot of theories about that. However, James Wong has said that that was never oh, really? the intention. <laughs> That he was just the mortician, that there was never right. he was a man, they, you know. They, they found more than there is, yeah. Right. Interesting. So now we we get an idea, right, of of maybe what could be happening, and and Alex yeah. starts kind of looking up a little bit as to that whole scene was when I really that didn't enjoy. I thought it was horrible. It was too grim. Sticking things into his neck and ugh, right. Awful. I mean, he that's that's what morticians do. But I don't want to. Watch, I don't want to see that in a film. I don't want to see it. Um. Yeah. Yes. I I love him, so I was very happy. I am always happy to see him. Um. Right. So then the next one to come. Oh, be so. At one point, he goes back and he starts. He looks at the at in the news. They show. They figured out how the explosion happened, right? And they say like the first explosion happened here and they have kind of like a trace through the plane as mm. to what things were exploding when <clears throat> and he kind of puts the seating chart for the plane on top of that and yeah. he can trace where they were sitting yeah. and he realizes the order mm. Todd was would have been the first one to die so now he's feeling oh shit is this, is this the order we're all going to die because this is the order that we all cheated death, right? The way that the explosions were going. So he realizes this has something to do with how we're going to die. Right. Um, and so... Before that, there's quite a significant thing where he goes to visit Clea and she has got this oh, very yeah. strange... Well, not strange, but it's random. It's like a structure that looks nothing like him. Yeah, but she's she like, sits, a, like a metal sculptress. Like her sort of something you'd see in a very modern gallery mm -hmm. that's very symbolic. But she says that the model like him, 
has no structure, which I thought was quite mm-hmm. interesting. And yeah. she keeps saying how much she can, she's very, she feels very connected to him and she's sensing his emotions and feelings and what's happening. Right. right. Yeah. So, so they realize something big is ha- like something not normal is happening. Cause she's mm-hmm. like, we went to school together for four years, never said a word to each other. And now I can tell what you're feeling. So clearly something has happened. Yes, exactly. Um, and then- so then the mm-hmm. next, the next one on the list on deaths, hit list we find out we they're uh clear and alex are sitting at a cafe somewhere and we hear this very loud music which is uh into the void by nine inch nails i love nine inch nails oh and, tish um, tish loves them oh uh, mm, love them she i'll tell her she'll be delighted yes tish and i need to when i come visit you tish and i need to go for a drink because it feels oh. like we we could talk for hours about we have very similar tastes i will leave you two to it for a bit well so yeah exactly. <laughs> um yeah. so is is carter and terry in the car and he's driving like a maniac and and so do you want to take that that part that death because i did talk <laughs> sure i couldn't remember what her name is but terry it sounds like terry yes she... <laughs> she kind of gets annoyed because they all keep talking about the plane crash and da 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 and she basically kind of says look i am not going to spend my whole life worrying about that one event they died we lived and she sort of says it's as simple as that before a bus comes and knocks her straight over it's like as soon as she's like what's the word downplays the whole thing then walks away and boom yeah right yeah and then that confirms Alex's suspicion because in his kind of diagram, she would have been the next one that would have yeah. exploded, right? That would have it's died. Part of the pattern that he's worked out. Exactly. Yeah. So it feels like that he's on the right track feeling there is an order to the way we're going to die. And it's the order that we would have died if we were on the plane. Yeah, exactly. So so now Todd and Terry are down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running out of people right so the next one to go I believe is the teacher oh uh, which is your favorite one I don't like this we one can, we can Why go through like that any? one so <laughs> so teacher um, Mrs. Luton is in her home and we can tell she's moving away she's packing things and you know um, she's clearly very distraught about everything that happened and she's needing a fresh start and all that. So she's moving away. She finds, um, we don't see what it is, but she finds a record. She says, oh, this mom's favorite. And then she plays it and lo and behold is John Denver singing Rocky Mountain High again. Yeah. So we know she's a goner. Um, mm-hmm. And again, just like with Todd, there's a lot of, possible ways that she could have died there's like this burner that goes out so the gas is coming out and we think oh that's gonna be it but then that's not it she pours vodka into this mug and the mug is dripping it drips into the computer so it's again it's like a, a like a whole it's like a dominoes like effect right like one thing right yeah. like the computer gets wet and it's an old computer it explodes and a shard of glass cuts her in the neck so she's bleeding out 
And then all of a sudden everything catches fire because of the explosion. And then top of that, uh, knives fall down and one of the knives hits her in the chest. Mm -hmm. And then we see that Alex did get a premonition that she would be next because he knew she was going to be next on the yeah. on his diagram, right? On his yeah. sitting chart. And so he ends up at her house and he runs in and sees that she's laying on the floor bleeding from her neck, knife stuck in her chest, kitchen on fire. Yeah, that and knife he... bit was the bit that made me gasp. I was like, oh no, because there's like a tea towel on the knife. What do you yeah. call those things? Knife, um... Oh. You know, when you got on those wooden things with all the... A knife block? Whatever it is, with all the yeah, knives. Like, like, yeah, like the, the, the wood things yeah. that hold knives, yeah. 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 And then she just basically so... pulls the knife towards her. It's horrible. Right, so he 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 tries to help her, and he pulls the knife out, which was a big mistake because now his prints are all over the house, and he realizes that, and he can't help her; she's gone. So as he runs out of the house, everything explodes. The house catches fully on fire, mm -hmm. and um, our friend Billy sees him Sifra. running out of the house. Yes. <laughs> so now he's in even deeper water because now the police are thinking are you a serial killer right the, like, the river is you... not so clear right now no no so um and so this so is the whole bit carter goes crazy coming up now right so so they're you know clear and carter and billy and alex are in carter's car and she wants she's telling alex that her dad had a cabin and he should go and hide in there because obviously the police are going to be looking for him. So they're driving to that cabin and that's when they have the whole conversation about the seating and, and the order and the design. Pat and hmm? The pattern. The pattern, yes. And Carter is being a dick as he is constantly being a dick. And he's like, so who's next? Tell me who's next. And Alex won't. And so he starts running, driving crazy, and he's like, "Well, let's just end it now. Like, like we're all gonna die, so let's just get let's it just over get with." On with that, yeah. Right, and he parks in the train, in the train track. And do you want to tell this story? <sighs> Not really. No, it's another unpleasant situation. Well, but, I mean, it, they're all deaf, so yes. Yes. Well, obviously, you think Carter decides to just stay there, and then the train is coming towards him, and suddenly he doesn't look so. He starts. The others to panic. get out of the car. Yeah. The others get out of the car. Manage to get out of the there. car. Yeah. But then, so he starts to panic. So Alex goes to help him, and manages to pull him away in time. So you mm -hmm. think, oh, okay, so no one died, but he's now right changed the order of things because right, because, which is important. Which is not, Yes, and not allowed, but he did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Billy Stempler is yes. standing on the side. And then again, like you keep saying, it's not the expected. You think a train coming towards right. you is going to do it, but no, he like the train like kicks up a shard of so I don't really metal or I don't that know. That's a is. piece of the car because it, it does hit the car. Oh, okay, so it's yeah, and so it's like sense. a piece of the metal from the car. And it it cuts Stifler's head clean off. It's like it's like Amberlynn up in here. It's like oh god, it goes flying, and I'm I lost yes. another bit of my lunch. 
yeah, that slide debris will get you every time. Every here's time. a funny, here's another funny Easter egg that you probably don't even notice unless you've seen this movie more than once. But mm. when they're at the airport after they've been taken off the plane and they're all fighting with Alex and staring at Alex, right? Yeah. There's a scene where um we see kind of a close-up of Terry, and behind Terry on the wall is a poster of a bus. Oh. And that's how she dies. Because the bus hits her, right? And then when um, Billy is looking out the window at the plane taking off, we see the reflection of the plane on him from the glass. Mm -hmm. And as the plane is taking off, it makes a line around his neck exactly the way that he was decapitated. Oh. So, yeah, it's like little little Easter eggs that are there that you wouldn't even register unless you've seen the film, you know? Goodness. And you're rewatching it. Yeah. Gosh. So Alex realizes that he has changed the pattern of things because Billy has now taken Carter's place, basically. Right. He's like, so death skipped Carter and moved yeah. on to Billy. So he's now realizing, wait a minute. So maybe we can change this pattern somehow. Yeah, maybe we can change it. Yeah. So then yeah. um, he ends up going to this cabin, which this is an Easter egg that you're going to love. Not really. But Clear's father's cabin that Alex is hiding in is the same cabin where Miss Betty White lived in. Oh, I'm so sorry. My dryer just finished. Um, oh. listeners. I hope that didn't startle you. <laughs> I forgot that it was running. Um, I didn't hear it here, so I didn't know what okay, just Okay, so maybe nobody heard it, hopefully, because it's very loud. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so the cabin they use for where he's hiding is the Lake same Placid? cabin where Lake Placid, Miss Betty White, oh, did that cabin. That's so weird. Wow. Yes. I oh, thought you'd enjoy that little one. Cookies and flinging cows to crocodiles. Oh, my yeah, goodness. That's the same same oh. cabin. Wow. Okay, that does, that does help a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found this bit a bit a bit overwhelming. There was too much happening. I was like, oh, this next death situation. Well, not death. Oh, well, so, yeah. So we see that um, Alex in this cabin has rigged everything to prevent any possible danger, right? Like mm-hmm. he he has a, a lantern lit, but it's in a bowl full of water to prevent a fire, right? He's eating mashed up chicken, like a chicken spread, that he doesn't really have to even chew, but he chews it anyway. He's wearing mm. gloves. Like, he's just protected. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. And then we see that still, death is trying, because there's this wind gust that comes from under the door and makes this, like, bag of trash flip down, which makes this door start to open. So he runs to the... It's like a closet door. And closes the door and we see like this knife that kind of was going to fly out of that door but it just gets stuck on the wood so on I don't think he registers it at the moment but he just also skipped was skipped by death because he saved himself and it takes him a, a minute or two to realize that if he was skipped then death is over uh and clears yeah she she's next <laughs> The Grim Reaper is arriving at Clears now. Right. Yeah. So do I, I talk about it? Oh. No, I, I didn't really understand this bit. This bit frazzled me. You you do this bit. 
<laughs> well, basically, um, all all hell's breaking loose over at Clears's house. There's yeah. um there's a lot of wind, kind of stormy weather, and um, an um, electrical wire, um, gets cut from the from the post from the pole, and it's just like a live wire is just bouncing around. So there's that. She loses all power in the house. She's not sure what's happening because in her mind, death is over at the cabin trying to get Alex, right? Yeah. Um, I get very upset because her dog is outside and this this wire is very close to her dog and the dog is barking at it. Luckily, she runs out and gets the dog out of the way. And, and then she realizes death is coming for her because this wire keeps hitting things that are flying at her and she's like, oh shit. At the same time, Alex is trying to get to her because he's also realized, oh fuck, you know, I was just skipped. It's going to be her now. Yeah. And the police are following Alex because they they figured out where he was and now they're mm. trying to get him. So basically all of this is happening. She tries to get in the car. Um, the car stops and the wire keeps hitting the car. So Alex gets there and tells her, don't touch anything because the, the tires are rubber. So you're grounded. You're not going to get electrocuted even if it hits the car. So don't move. Unbeknownst to him, Death had also spilled some gasoline that had gone under the car, whatever. So he realizes there's only one way to save her, which is for him to take her place. Yeah. And she realizes it too. And she's like, you can't do that. And she, and he's like, it's the only way to, to just do Which it. Which reminds me of Pumpkinhead a little bit. Right. You know, he, yeah. Where he Ed had to, Harley. Ed Harley had to. He, he had to finish it. He has to sacrifice himself. Yeah. But then right. he sacrifices himself, but he doesn't mm-hmm. die. Right. So he ends up cheating death a second time. A third time, uh-huh. I guess, at this time. I, I guess... Because the policemen um, were able to revive him. And yeah. and then we we move what is it like six? I didn't understand that. I was like, but he just sacrificed himself, but then he didn't die. I didn't right, but it. then we realized that they're not off the hook, basically. It's just that yeah, now the order starts over even, again. How did he survive all that? It's bizarre. Um I mean the only thing that happened to him was that he got electrocuted, so I guess if they gave him CPR effectively enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, okay. they could so have brought him back. Yeah, six months later, they go, they, they actually get to Paris. Mm-hmm. The three of them, the three the left. The three of them are left, yeah. And they toast everyone who's gone before them. Well, and- here's the thing that bothered me. Because they, they, they do, you know, cheers to, to Todd and to Terry. And then Clear says, and, and all of our friends that are not here. And I'm like, well, fuck Felix Strag then. Nobody even named him by name. Oh, uh, no. Bullshit, and yeah. the reason you're here, Carter, is because Billy, yeah. you, you were skipped and Billy ended up dying. So somebody could have named him. They no. couldn't even be bothered. I think if Billy had been there, he would have said, well, fuck my drag. <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> But he was too busy making American Pie, so he's fine. True. Um, or American Pie 3 by that stage, probably. Probably. And so they're still trying to work out the plan, and they're like, well, who's next? And they haven't they figured out that the next person should be... They, they kind of 
so yeah they start talking about it and clear is like can we just not can we just what if this is the plan what if the three of us were just meant to survive right yeah and uh and alex is not convinced so he pulls out again the seating chart of the ones that are survived have survived yeah and lo and behold a nice little french guy playing the guitar starts singing what rocky mountain high in french behind them and alex hears it and goes oh this is not good no no and disappointing and, if you're in paris you want to hear la vie en rose or, you know. not some some more john denver which they can't not escape really. no um so then the he gets up really fast and he spills the drinks and we see the red wine kind of make a mark on him mm-hmm. and so he's trying again to keep them out of danger so he tells them just stay here i need to go back to the hotel and then as he's walking away clear sees the bus coming and stops yeah shouts calls shouts at him right and then do you want to tell the ending which is so fun i love that ending well there's a sign that looks i don't actually know what it's advertising it almost looks like it's it's a cafe's neon sign um yeah it said like the name of the cafe which ends in you know like it was like 40 81 or something like that and it's looking precarious and then right at the last minute it breaks swings down the the bus hits the i guess the the wall and it shakes the building Yeah, yeah the foundations and it kills Carter right at the end of the film. Right. So once again. So we know there's no escaping death. And yeah. if you notice, when it breaks off, it breaks up the O of the name of the cafe and the 81. Mm. And when it's inverted, it's what? 180. Oh. So we see the 180 come towards him. Wow. And they it flips 180 on us. Correct. Yeah. So the 180 is like a, a theme My throughout. Goodness. Wow. So does Alex survive in the other films? Is he back for all the other films? I don't think any of them are back for the other film. I don't Oh, isn't Alex back? Um no, I think I think the message of this film is that they're all going to die. Like that's the clear message at the end. It's like you it doesn't matter what you do, if you keep skipping, it's just gonna go to the next person and you're all gonna just die. Awful. So yeah. Grim. Right. So yeah. so the the best the basic message is like you, you can't escape death, which is true. You know. And you don't necessarily expect that a hotel sign's gonna swing for you. No, second, but you? nobody nobody expects I mean people that die in a car accident are not expecting to die that day either. You know, it's it's no. it's just the reality of being a human being is that this is why the only I thing that we know I... is that we're all going to die. Oh, wow, re cheering us all up. I, I, one of these is quite enough. Thank you. I don't need to see another five. Thank you very you're much. You're like, you're like Fraser Crane. There's an episode of Cheers where Lilith is trying to get him to sign and finish the their their will. Yeah. And he refused, he gets so upset every time she brings it up because he's like, Can you just stop bringing up death? And mm-hmm. she keeps telling him, Fraser, we're all going to die, whether you say it or not, we're all going to die. And he's like, well, now we'll never know, will we? 
like it does, it, even if you don't mention it, you're you're still gonna die. Well, no, we'll never know, will we? <laughs> Yes, well, that's, yeah, I no, that's, one is more than enough. Thank you very much. I do not need to. So I would say as far as the franchise, most of them are pretty fun Um, for what they are, you know. Yeah, well, I know there's motor racing coming up. <laughs> you know, the fourth one. The second yeah. one is actually very good, too. It's very, um, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so the scare rating—it's not so much scary. It's just uh, I don't like. It's just grim. I don't. The deaths are pretty horrible. Yeah. It's not like jump scary, but it's just—it's just grim. It's not very nice. I mean, it is dark, right? Because it's like a, a a the constant message of the film is like none of us are ever going to cheat death. We're all going to die. Girl, you cannot say that expression anymore. Now that's it. You can you just. People are so depressed listening to this podcast. They're gonna, they, they were lucky to make the end. I of hate it. to break it to you, Miles, but most people are aware that we're all going to die. Yeah, but you don't keep saying every two seconds. Oh my God. This is, yeah. Okay. So, okay, <laughs> like what's your you, number? Are you the Grim Reaper? Am I gonna survive the podcast? No, I'm just, it's just, I mean, it's just, don't a, say I think it's not a Rich, surprise to anyone. It. Don't say it again. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> You've said it 25 times now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a row. Hopefully you'll find a vampire before your time and, and oh. avoid it. Wow. Well, uh, I would give it a seven just because it's so grim with the deaths. I didn't, no, not, but it's not so much scary. It's just not very nice. I don't think it's... Right. It's not scary and like a jumpy someone's going to get you away, but it's all very... Well, no, actually, now if I think about the airplane stuff, I think it does need to be a seven. Yeah, a strong seven. Strong, <laughs> a stiff seven. Okay, a stiff seven. Yes. All right. I feel like I've talked way too much because you keep you kept not wanting to talk about the deaths. Well, in this well, episode, so we've talked about it for about an hour. I think we've done okay. Right. No, I'm just saying I've done most of the talking because you kept going like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. mention that. No. Well, you know this isn't my bag. I'm trying my best here. I don't particularly enjoy watching people being strangled and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't like it, as you, as you well know. But I'm being brave. I'm trying my best. You are, you are being brave. And there's other episodes <laughs> that you've talked a lot more. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> that this one just you were, you were. I, I, I did a lot of talking. I feel. Yeah. Um. So do you want to know what we're watching next? Yes, please. Well, before we move on to the next, this this is a really oh. cool little little other um, Easter egg that I want to mention because I thought it was really clever. There's um quite a few uh, as presidents that were assassinated that are mentioned through the film in very clever ways. For example, Mrs. Luton's um cup where she pours the vodka has a picture of the school. And the yes. school's name is Abraham High, as in Lincoln. Uh-huh. Right? And then um, when we see Carter's car, we see the license plate for his car is RFK, Robert F. Kennedy. And they take off from JFK yeah. Airport. Yes. Right? So yeah. just like all, all the little like things that he puts oh, in there. Oh, really so fun. much. Yeah, they yeah. mentioned JFK a lot at the beginning, don't they? Mm -hmm. Wow. 
so many references yeah anyway so next episode we'll be watching another classic um and you've seen only one werewolf movie which was ginger snaps which is one of my favorites it's very funny this is another one of my favorites called the howling which is um, it also spawned a lot of other very bad sequels but the original is it's a classic there aren't many of these that haven't spawned sequels. Horror Correct. is a very <laughs> Correct. sequel. And unfortunately, few sequels are really good. But um, the original Howling is is definitely considered a classic. A classic. Okay. Yes. Wow, that's, that's, that's the next one. All right. Well, I don't until know how, next how time. Finish this one. I've got no idea how to finish this. <laughs> Just, you want to sing final... a little Rocky Mountain High? <laughs> I, no, I could sing. Um, I could do Bill Bailey, or do I you could sing. Leaving on a jet plane. That's also John Denver. Take me and home, country roads. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, country road. Take me home. Until next time. To the place I belong. Although I prefer the Olivia Newton John version myself. Okay, well, goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, bye.